welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5th edition D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore the world around them. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. It's admirable to see a good deed through to the end and to its fullest. If you free a man, ensuring he is healthy and able shows you care about more than just ending his imprisonment. The same is true for dragons. As powerful as they can be, even they are not immune to the ravishes that can be inflicted upon the body. It is admirable. Dangerous, but admirable. Before you were able to reach Honey Hollow, you encountered a small ambush. Months ago, as you fled Karami, Lorraine decided to cash in on your misfortune. With the denouement having turned her out, she had no choice but to seek out other help. Enter Rex Riggle, the juggler, tumbler, and part-time entertainer at the Bard's Rest. Having picked up some bardic tricks, he was more than happy to one-up Grey the Great. Back to the present... That ambush has failed. Rex was tied up and tossed out of the wagon at Honey Hollow. Vale is keeping the now pregnant Lorraine captive and unconscious. As you head to Brizendine's cave, you quickly remember that you will need to go off-road. Before you decide what to do, uh, we should probably have a quick little roll call. There's the three of you. And then Samudio, Sniffins, Earl Earl, Ulwan, an unconscious halfling woman... Lorraine, and of course Vizcara, the dragon. What do you want to do? I feel like we need to deal with this unconscious halfling woman, but she keeps not waking up. Well, have we tried really to wake her up? We haven't tried in a while. We could try again. Not really. I mean, I could, like, give her some extra hit points and we could see if she wakes up. Do a heal check and see if that's what she needs or if she's just, like, in a coma. Oh, yeah. Why don't I do that? Why don't I just do a medicine check? Absolutely. That was a much better idea. Thank you for that. So Sam's going to bring the wagons to a stop just about where you would have to exit to head toward Brizendine's cave. And before you do anything else, you're going to take a quick check on the half of woman. Oh dear. It's not going to be very good. That's a 12. Okay. Well, if a 10 is enough to stabilize someone, you can definitely tell she is unconscious and not in danger of dying from any current wounds, but you have no idea why she's not waking up. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Alright. What's next? How far from where we are is it a travel to get to... It's still going to be most of the day. You were only able to travel about another hour on the road, and even that wasn't in a direct line towards Brizendine's cave. Okay. But at this point, the road is going to veer sharply north, and... That's definitely the wrong way. Uh, and we have to figure out what to do with all these passengers, right? Like, we can't bring them all with us. Well, we probably can't just leave them here. Most of them don't need to go. I mean, it's true. Sam, Sam and Sniffins would do all right on their own. Really, the only person that is in need of 
watching is Lorraine. You can just ask Walking Armor Man. Yeah, to just keep ask an eye on Lorraine. Olwan to kind of sit She's at pretty the, much tied up and not going anywhere. <laughs> just ask him to like sit at the like you know the the open part of the wagon just so she doesn't go anywhere. What about Earl? Earl, you trust him not to do? I don't know something stupid and potentially destructive. No, but we could take Earl Earl with us, but. But he's not going to do anything. He's going to be more of a liability than anything else. I'd rather have him be a liability and, like, staying put somewhere than have him be a liability while, you know, we have to, like, fight something. Because invariably we're going to run into something. We did the last time, right? Nope. We, uh, well, we ran into the, the, Drake. the Drake. They're not, I guess they're not Drakes. They're oh, right. But they're, but, they're like, but they're, like, yeah. his... Yeah, like, they're his pets. Just remember, they don't like percussion. <laughs> They don't like Darwin's percussion, that's for sure. <laughs> they don't like percussion. They have no appreciation for the rhythmic side of music. For the percussive arts. Um, oh, good so, Owen hops out of the middle wagon, or hops out of the front wagon, and comes back over to you guys. Oh, why? You want me to keep an eye on everybody while you're off taking care of business? You and Sam. Let Sam know. Yes, specifically... Uh, we'd like you to make sure that Lorraine doesn't go anywhere. Okay. Um, how long are you guys going to be gone? It's going to be a while. Last time we trekked out there, it took us, what, like two days total? Because we spent the night? You spent the, spent the night out there. Yeah. So it's going to be a couple days. Okay. Um, do you want us to just stay here? I mean, we could go back to the town. I feel like going to the town isn't the best call. We didn't leave on the best of terms. We didn't, but none of them have that issue. I mean, let's remember, nobody knows Darwin killed anybody. Vale was found innocent. Yeah. Puppet trial, but yes. Hey, what happened behind the scenes aside, unless you think the mayor went and told everybody about that? I doubt that. Nope. You were found innocent. Or at the very least, not guilty. But if you are worried, it's fine. They will stay out here. I think it's best that they remain here and not in the town. You're probably right. Okay. Cold doesn't bother me too much. And that's it. You head off. That's that's it. Well, we tell Sam. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam knows. Obviously. He doesn't have anything special to say. Well, yeah, sure. I'll watch after the wagons and the horses. Have fun. Thank you, Sam. So you begin heading towards Brizzardine's cave off the road. Uh, at this point, this car is going to be following closely by. Now that we're off the road. Yes. So as you're wandering through the dark, this car is going to say, mm, I'm still very hungry. Something to eat would be good before going back to see Brizzardine. Anything that's going to be If you could find anything, that would be appreciated. Oh, meaning he wants us to hunt something. Man, this was always my weakest point in Oregon Trail. So, <laughs> I like. My weakest point was you getting all the ship nothing. back to the wagon. Um, he can probably make it, but he is hungry. So I guess we need to start looking for stuff. Oh, I guess I need to start looking for stuff because I am the only one with night vision. Don't look at me. Dark vision. 
whatever it is. You've got a light spell. Everybody's got torches. So you complaining about the dark is really just petty. <laughs> it's kind of moot, yeah. I know. <laughs> so we should say if we can find them a big bear or something. Okay, dude, let's see. How about a sentinel? You seem to be able to find those easily enough. Do both of you... That's true. Do both of you shoot things? You do. You I shoot, shoot things. Right. I, 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 have, I have a bow. I kind of lost track of how many arrows I have. Pretty sure it's two quivers minus six. <laughs> It's not right written there for yeah. some reason. I did write it down, and then I, <laughs> and then I lost it. it. And then it's gone. Okay. Um, who, who's, who's getting some light, and who is uh, who's lighting a torch? Question from the... I mean, I'm not an expert hunter. I don't hunt things, but... Is making ourselves glow at night going to help us hunt things that live in the, in the darkness? Probably, probably not, but you want to rely on me to shoot stuff? Well... Can't we do something like, oh, I don't know, if you see it, you make it light up? I can't do that. That's not how it works. I have to be able to touch it. It has to be an object. Dancing lights or anything like that? Fairy fire? I have fairy... I don't have any first level spell slots left. You can't use fairy fire at a higher level? (laughs) I can. I guess I can cast it at a higher level, but it it doesn't do anything extra. It's just really up to you if that's how you want to use one of your like second level spell slots. Let me just use that third level spell slot for a first level spell for no reason and gain no benefit from it. Perfect. That's great. Sounds like maybe we should just light torches. I support this idea <laughs> of using third level spells to cast light. <laughs> no fairy fire. Make it's basically making something light up. Like I have light, but it's touch. Um. Would it work for me to try to perceive stuff and then, like, point it out to them, like, where it is? Would they get some hey. sort of, like, benefit on their rolls to try to figure out where it is? It would still be in the dark. Yeah. And they still can't see in the dark. They still suck at the dark. Okay. So why don't you make your crossbow bolt in your crossbow the source of light and then be the first one to shoot the thing? So use a light spell then. Yeah. You were arguing against that, like, I meant... <laughs> I mean, that works. Was before the conversation got further. <laughs> uh, this is not a good idea. Well, I guess I only have to get close. I don't have to hit it. Okay, so... Uh, the problem is, I have to cast light before I do a perception check. Otherwise, it takes a full action to cast light. And I would have to, like, perceive it and then take the time to do that... And then... Well, when we're not in initiative, it doesn't really matter. Does it matter? No. Okay. In which case, then, I try to perceive something out there in the darkness. Are you just gonna... You're just gonna look around the horizon for anything that stands out? Yeah. Okay. You can do that. Roll perception. (laughs) Sure. Arminus is not an experienced hunter. Just happens to be the one with the highest perception. Sixteen. As you gaze across the horizon in the darkness... You can certainly hear the wind, uh, a very gentle howl through the open air, but you're unable to see anything moving. Your dark vision doesn't let you see forever. Okay, well, I don't see anything yet, so can we keep walking and I do perception checks at, like, regular intervals? Okay. Okay, well, I say we keep going and I keep looking as we go. Unless anyone has Unless somebody's idea. got a higher nature skill than plus one. I have plus two, but I need to light it. Uh, I mean, I could just light a torch, right? Uh, but then if I saw anything, yeah. I'd have to be like, hey, Arnis, over there. Uh, you could roll perception. Uh, you, anybody can roll survival to try to find tracks. Right, right. I have plus two oh, survival. I could roll survival. I have a fairly high survival. Yeah. Survival is used for tracking things. I was wrong. My plus two is survival, not nature. But if Arnis is higher... 
You can both try. Oh, that's true. I'm gonna put you at disadvantage because there's no light out here. <laughs> that's fair. Okay, um, I'm gonna roll survival. See if I can find tracks Fifteen. As you're continuing on, probably in the second hour now, you decide that just looking out across the plain is not gonna help. So you decide, you know what? Maybe there's some tracks around. You can see a sign of some creatures, and you do find some tracks. Kind of old though. It's probably the tracks from when you came out here before. Oh dear. <laughs> well, I've got tracks, guys, but I think there are tracks. So, um, it doesn't look like anything comes this way very often. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should move forward, like, an hour or two. You can just keep going. Yeah, but I mean, that's really the thing to do. Once we get into the mountains a little bit, try again. It's less mountainous over here, but... It rolls a little, but I see. the mountains are more behind you right now. Um, you can keep going and try again. Yeah. If the dragon won't get too mad. He's, he's been dragon. without a lot of food for over 100 years now. So he's patient. I'll just keep him informed that, like, you know, we're trying, we're looking for tracks, but there wasn't anything, and we're not seeing anything, so... Oh, I'm on the lookout, too. Cool. You look, we'll look, we'll find something. Maybe. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Right, give me another one. Survival. Um, yeah, yeah. You can check again. Anybody can. Oh, disadvantage. Oh, oh dear. What's this? Yeah, I'm not gonna help. Five. <laughs> I, got, I got an eight on my survival check. That did not go well. Uh, you're correct. It did not go well. <laughs> it's gotten to the point where you've actually lost your own tracks from before. Uh-oh. Um, so you're not exactly even heading back towards Brizendine's cave anymore. Oh, dear. Uh, but it is at this point that Viscara lifts his head up and you can hear him sniffing loudly. Mmm. I smell. I smell blood and meat. Mm. He's looking off in the distance, probably a little bit more north of the direction you're headed. That way. Let's go that way. Okay. I'm concerned about not being able to get back. I just want to make sure I'm <laughs> voicing that to everybody. I have concerns. Um, but okay, let's go. Okay. I want the dragon to be fed. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yep. Fed dragon is not an angry dragon. Mm-hmm. In which case, Vizcara will lead the way, because he has the scent. So you spend a few hours trudging through the snow, following Vizcara. During the trek out, he's going to turn to Aranis at one point and ask, Is it true what that man said? Is loot music really not cool anymore? <laughs> no, that guy's just a shitty juggler. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> I did enjoy loot music. No, it's still cool. Especially the way I play it. <laughs> That's... <laughs> it's quite the boast. You know, I've had minstrels play for me before. Of course, if they do poorly, then I get a free meal. More than welcome to... Entertain me, if you like. Only with your word that you're not going to eat me. I'm still very hungry. How about we find you some food before I start playing? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And so eventually, the four of you all come to a very wide but very low opening in the ground. Looks like a cave of some sort. It's no taller than maybe six feet. But it's a good 20 feet wide. And in the snow in front of it, 
Arin, as you can tell, there's just a spray of blood. Oh, dear. Blood. <laughs> oh, this is something I can actually be good at. I'd like to investigate the blood and see if I can discover anything about its origin. How do you want to investigate the blood? I'm going to do, like, you see old school trackers. I'm going to get down and look at it. Walk around it. So you're just scoping out the scene to try to uh, piece together what happened here. <laughs> Is that what I'm... Yes, okay. exactly. You're not tasting the blood. No, that's awkward. Um, I'm not going to pull a due south over here. Okay, what'd you get? No one's going to get that reference, by the way. That's no, nobody at the stable even. Due south was an awesome 90s TV show about a Mountie who came due south from Canada to work with the, Canadian, uh, with the Chicago police force. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, God. Investigation. Uh, 14. You can tell that whatever creatures this blood came from... They were brought to the opening of this cave, either of their own free will or not, it's hard to say, but not bleeding. And then quickly, let's just be nice about it and say they were quickly sliced open in some fashion, causing their blood to spray everywhere before they were dragged into the opening of the cave. Dispatched. That was a very nice way to say it. I convey this to my companions. Um. In other words, whatever's in there is dragon food. Or we're food for it. We brought a dragon with us. Yeah, but they're like, but he can't go in there, right? It is too small. Not gonna fit in there. I was wondering. I can tell that there's something in there. Something still alive. If you bring it out, I can have a good meal. Anybody with some nature might be able to figure out what it might be. I've only got plus one, but I'll try. I have a plus two. Yeah, you can roll to see if you can like find any distinctive tracks. I got a seven. Eighteen. That'll be more helpful than my seven. <laughs> Just a bit. Darwin, you can definitely... Uh, Wait, seventeen. Sorry, not eighteen. Seventeen. We'll still have it. <laughs> Aside from some general scrambling that happened about here when whoever or whatever it was got killed, you can see a few other footprints that actually do walk around a little bit before they dragged whatever this was into the cave. And these appear to be fairly large and... Uh, Ape-like, hmm. but yeah, fairly large, little ape-like. Definitely got claws on those feet. I relay this intel. Large apes with claws. That seems mm. bad. Some kind of abominable snowman, most like. What's your... <laughs> Same as me, okay. It's just looking at, like, Trying to meta for veil. <laughs> no, just looking at speed. Because, I mean, this whole plan is dependent on our going in there, making a lot of noise, and drawing them out, right? So, But we have Always to be able to... go in, kill it, and bring it out. Yeah. This car doesn't need them to be alive. Alright, alright, let's attempt to do that then. And if we have to run and it chases us, we got a little surprise for it. Or I a big surprise, I guess. I guess that's true. We'll hope that the cave isn't too deep. Or maze-like. Yeah, that Labyrinthine. Is that a word? Labyrinthine, Labyrinthine. I believe. It's, is what it is. Right? Is that right? Seems right. Between uh, the three of us, you'd think we'd know something about English. Come on, English but, majors. <laughs> but no. <laughs> no, that's not a thing. Labyrinthian. That's a, that's a book of the Bible where everybody just got lost. <laughs> <laughs> it tends to wander a little. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's the only book of the Bible where you find a minotaur. <laughs> Everything else is like an avatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a second part. You have to have a first one first. You don't get a second until you find it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay. We're done. We're not done, but we're done. No, this is... <laughs> it's nowhere near over. <clears throat> okay. Who's going in first? Who's taking point? Mm, I have dark vision. I guess I'll go first. Are you bringing any light with you? We're going to have to, right? I have a torch. I can light a torch. Yeah, you can light a torch. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. I don't think we're going in stealthily. I don't think that's a thing that's going to happen. You don't try to be stealthy. Well, I mean, being all lit up. So, Aranus is taking the lead into the cave. Because I have dark vision. Followed by who? Are you lit up? Or I guess this Darwin guy has a torch. This this guy guy oh, cool, yeah. Then I'll follow in the shadows behind them. Smart. <laughs> stealthily. Not so stealthily. <laughs> what did that come to? That's an 11. Because I got a plus 9 to my stealth, you know. So for those playing at home, that's a 2 on the die. Yeah. The three of you head into the cave with uh, Vizcarra waiting outside as patiently as he can. The floor of this cave, at least by the entrance, is a little slick, a little gravelly. Vale is definitely kicking some around. So you can hear the clatter of stone as it gets kicked farther down into the cave. Uh, You can tell this is actually fairly deep. You don't know how wide it is or how long the path is, but it's definitely not just a little alcove. As you're traveling through the cave, it descends downwards. The ceiling, you can tell, actually raises up as you're going down. It's just not descending as quickly. But the corridor you're in now is maybe 15 feet wide. Everybody give me a perception roll. It's a 19. I got a 21. I got an 11. As you're walking through, thanks to the light from Darwin's torch and your natural dark vision, you can see there's a point in the ceiling where it becomes less rocky and icy and looks a little bit smoother, but you're not sure what it is. It's just up ahead. I pointed out. There's a thing. I don't know what it is. Ceiling. Different. Mm-hmm. Something. I guess we could get a little closer and investigate. Probably when we're not right directly under it. Just in case. Or we could just chuck a rock at it and see if maybe it's a trap. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Somebody throw a rock. I pick up a pebble and I chuck it. Okay. And I miss. I'll make a dexterity attack roll. 21. And you hit it. There's a soft thud sound. The pebble just falls to the ground. Okay. Well, it's not triggered on the ceiling, but most ceiling traps aren't, so check the ground. And maybe I could, like, cause it to react or make it move. Or if okay. it was a creature, make it That's fine. Let's try and throw a pebble at the ground. <laughs> uh, so, Darwin, you want to do that? Why don't we just get up nearer and then check for traps? Oh, uh, yeah. That works just as well. You can check for traps by throwing pebbles on the ground huh. and try to trigger something, which is totally cool. I'll throw a pebble. Or a rock. Maybe Pebble's not waiting. Can I find a rock? Yeah. You just go over to the edge of the cavern, pick up a handful of rocks and pebbles, and throw it out across the floor. You don't need to make an attack roll. This is the ground. Gravity's helping you out here. <laughs> uh, nice. It's and it's a shotgun throw. It's the ground, yeah. damn it. It's the ground, and you successfully throw rocks on the ground. Nice. My years of monk training have proven useful here. <laughs> and you hear the sounds of the click-clack of the rock echo down the cave. Well, if they didn't know we were here, now they definitely do know we're here. Yeah, not necessarily. Maybe they're deaf. That's one theory. <laughs> Alright, as we come up to this point before actually like going under it, I actually check for traps. Uh, you can roll me an investigation. Yeah. Oh, I have a low investigation compared to all my other skills. Oh, but I crit. Damn. So if there's anything there, I'm going to find it. But where are you checking? Like, the ground and the walls. Okay. As you check the ground and the walls, you can tell that these are fairly well-traveled, at least often, every few days. But there's nothing really cut into the walls. There doesn't appear to be any pressure plates on the ground. 
right. Forward. How wide across is the thing on top? Not quite covering the entire ceiling above the ground. As I said, the the floor of the cavern at this point is about 15 feet. Okay. So it's a little bit smaller than that. And it's circular, so it's like 15 foot diameter? The thing on the ceiling? Yeah. Not quite circular. Okay. But close. But close. Got it. Are we just going to walk over this thing? Yeah. Under it? Underneath this thing? All right. Off I go. Aris, give me a dexterity saving throw. Eighteen. As you begin to walk underneath this portion of the ceiling, you hear it come loose and turn up, and this thing drops like a large tarp. Do you want to roll forward or backwards? Oh, well, forward. I'm going forward, so that's, yeah, that's what I would do. You make a quick dive forward as this large thing lands on the ground, and then part of it just lifts up, looks around. It appears to look around. I need initiative now. Wait, from everybody. Tarp looks around. Ceiling of smothering. <laughs> it's not a tarp. Fuck hey, that's better than a tube. Oh, oh, you and me. Oh. As Chris says, hey, that's better than a tube. Oh, oh no. Arnis, what'd you get? I got a six. Darvin. I also got a six. My bonus is more than his. Yeah. And Vale. Uh, Fourteen. Show off. So this creature falls from the ceiling in an attempt to smother Aranus, or at least wrap itself around him. Perks up, looks around, sees three very tasty-looking creatures. This is a trapper. It's basically like a giant manta ray that lives in a cave. Oh my god. And Vale, as this thing moves towards Aranus. I draw my rapier, and I charge forward to attack it. How close is it to Aranus? Arnus was able to roll out of the way, so nobody's adjacent to it at this point. Well, that sucks. Well, if Arnus had failed, he would be inside of this creature. <laughs> 25. That's going to hit. For 5 damage. Mm. Can I get past it? No, uh, it is taking up most of the floor space. Then I'm going to use my bonus action to try and stab, stab it with my blade. Stab it. 21. That's going to hit again. For 3. So as it starts moving towards Aranus, Vale rushes ahead and pokes it a couple of times in the tail region. It was very hard to say since it doesn't have legs. But you get it good a couple of times, and then Darvin. Attack with sword. Alright. Thirteen. Yes, that'll hit. Hmm. Okay, so that'll be nine damage, and bonus sword attack. That's not actually a bonus attack, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's your extra attack. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-five. Yeah. Six damage, and then a punch, or a kick. What's it going to be? You know, I never kick things. It'll be a kick. <laughs> 18? Yep. I should have had that. Maybe next time. Five damage. Darvin joins Vale, slashes it a couple of times with the sword, and then does a really cool-looking roundhouse kick right to its tail. And you can hear a very high-pitched yelp come from this creature. And it, like, turns part of its front half to look at you. Oh, that's terrifying. Arnus. I viciously mock it. Yes. <laughs> Wisdom six. Um, so what are you saying to this creature? Uh, I'm pissed at it for, like, hiding out on the ceiling and being all stupid sneaky. Okay. So, like, basically just, like, how dare you attack someone when their back is turned? Okay. So, like, so it's, three, a woman who it's very Klingon. Rolls, who rolls with the. Uh, yeah, let's, let's not pay attention to how hypocritical no that statement honor. is. It's a vicious mock. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah. It fails. Nice. It failed at saving. It failed at saving throw. Awesome. 
It's going to take four damage. Good. And it has disadvantage on its turn. Awesome. It doesn't care about that disadvantage. Oh, damn it. Uh, because what it's going to do is... make is... somebody else do a saving throw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to... Well, it was a nice thought. It's going to look really weird, because right now it's oriented down the corridor to face Arnis, and its tail end is closer to Darvin and Vale. And it's going to do this really weird thing where it kind of twists its front half around backwards and just flip-flops around. And as it's doing that, Darvin, you need to make a dexterity saving throw as it tries to smother you. 24. And you're able to move out of the way as it slams down on the ground next to you. Vale, what would you like to do? Now that I'm sitting right next to a friend of mine, Mm -hmm. I'm going to attack the thing that just attacked my friend. Go ahead. 21. It's going to hit. 15 damage. Anything else you'd like to do? Yes! In fact, I'm going to attack with my hidden blade also, which is now not hidden, but I crit, so it's going to be two d4s. Oh, nice. Thank goodness they're just d4s, and he's already used his sneak attack. Uh, for another six. All right, Darvin. This thing just tried to uh, slam itself down on you to smother you. Yeah. But Vale has taken advantage of that and stabbed it really good. I'm going to stab it. Well, maybe stab is the wrong word. Slice at it my sword. Okay. 25. It's going to hit. Nine damage. Mm-hmm. Second sword attack. Twenty. Yep. Six damage. Okay. And then I'm gonna try kicking it again. Maybe right. this kick will work better than the last one. Nineteen. Let's go ahead. It's time to use this die. It's no longer punished. Eight damage. So you give it a couple good slashes as a way of thanking it for missing you. And then bring your heel down on it. It's still alive. So Arnis, what would you like to do? Um, I'm just going to stab it. Stab away? 17. That'll hit. 4 damage. That's a little bit of damage. Minimum damage. You give it a light stabbing on its backside. Like in the butt? Mm, it's hard to tell sure. where its butt is. Backside but near butt. You are butt adjacent. It has very many people that it doesn't like right now. Mm, who's hurt it the most? I still think that's Darwin. So we're going to try to smother you again, Darvin. Go make another deck saving throw. Mm. What's the What's total? That? that is an eight. Oh, no. That's not good enough. It's all right. I'll cut my way out or something. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm so concerned. So it raises itself back up and quickly wraps itself around Darvin, completely encapsulating him. Oh, no. And I need dice. Uh-oh. That's a lot of dice. As it squeezes you very tightly. Oh, 34, I'm alright. Maybe. A lot of dice. Ooh. As you take 19 bludgeoning damage, Ouch. it squeezes you real, real tight. Okay, minus 19. Is there more? Uh, yeah, there's going to be more. Okay. As it squeezes you, you can feel its mouth open up near your side, and a bunch of saliva comes down your shoulder, and you take six acid damage. <gasps> oh, no. Okay, now I'm down to nine. Now I'm in trouble. Okay. My metal dice finally did me some good and did max damage on that acid roll. If it's not meaty enough to serve it as an appetizer, then it'll be hidey enough to serve as a cool monster cloak. Several oh, cloaks. Oh, thank you. That's Unless you're making a cloak for the dragon, in which case, yes. <laughs> no, for me. Is there any part of it that's not covering Darwin? No, Darwin is completely consumed. I, mean, I was going to say consumed. He has not been swallowed. But Darwin is completely wrapped up, and you do not see him. And there's no part of this thing that's not covering Darwin? 
No, there's parts of it that are not covering Darvin. Okay, I want to attack the part that's not covering Darvin. <laughs> yeah. You're, I don't, well, your rapier's probably long enough that you'd be able to stab through to Darvin. Thirteen? That's gonna hit. And I'm assuming since Darvin's inside of him... Um, you're gonna get sneak attack because Aranus is next to it. Oh. Not because Darvin is completely incapacitated. Um, twenty-four. And you drive your rapier down deep inside of it, and it comes loose as it collapses in a heap on the floor, leaving Darvin standing there completely covered in acidy spit. Blech. It's dead. You're welcome. Thank you. I'll do what I can. Good. Is this meaty enough to bring? Is there any meat? It looks rather thin. It's probably mostly skin. The other question is, could I get someone to... Because I, I know I like this girl. But I'm serious. If we can't feed it to the dragon, I want to keep this thing as a cloak. You just got a new cape, too, from Earl. Oh, yeah. But you can attempt to take this with you. It's my vengeance cape. So what do you want to do? If we're going to go fight something else, we need to do something about the fact that I'm almost dead. Oh, my God. Should we try to carry this out to see if the dragon will eat it? Yeah, we can. It's worth a shot, right? Why not? As an appetizer. Tell them there's more coming. Just as a, like, hey, we're working on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your, your order's not quite ready, but there's a complimentary appetizer. It's better than breadsticks from the Olive Garden, I promise. Oh, yeah. So, you want to take this out to Vizcar? Mm-hmm. This is a large creature, so everybody roll strength. <laughs> this is just going to determine time. You will succeed. This is a check, right? Yes, yeah, this is just an uh, athletics check. Oh, an athletics check. Yes. It's still a three for me. I'm going to be lucky if I don't hurt myself. Four for me. <gasps> Damn it, guys. I rolled a 15. Well. <laughs> Way to not pull your weight, gentlemen. I'm a little shaken up. I'm Even sorry. Even though I'm a dude. <laughs> <laughs> we do not have a strength-based character. You took a good hour and a half dragging this thing back through the cave. It snags more than a few times on rocks jutting up around corners, uh, and you have to yank it and unlodge it, and you're leaving behind a nice steady trail of blood and acid, but eventually you do bring it back outside. Throw it down in front of this car, and he immediately reaches down with his mouth, tears off about half of it, just tosses it up a little bit and starts chewing it down, and because of all of the acid in his mouth, you can see parts of the creature just kind of melting and oozing down, just like <laughs> dropping in the snow, uh, which he'll lap up after he's done eating the main section. <clears throat> it's a lot of skin. That's just thing number one. It just happened to be in our way. We're going back in. No, then don't let me keep you. <laughs> just didn't want him to try to eat me, thinking, like, this is all you found. <laughs> Well, you can always play music for him. I could. Apparently he likes loot music, yeah. so... But he'll eat you if you're not good. Yeah, which is why I wanted him fed. <laughs> he might eat you anyway. I don't want to be eaten. I'm already on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you head back in? Yes. Oh, did you want to heal Darvin up at all? Oh, yeah, yes. I do. Sorry. This I can all just happen during do. the trek out and back in. Whatever um, it is you want to use. Okay. I'm going to do Cure Wounds at a level 3, which is, like, too many, but if I can get you all the way back up to max, I would like to do that. So, 18. Thank you. You're welcome. I do truck. Are we healthy enough to continue on? I think so. I think so. Okay. All right. You head back into the cave, passing the area where the trapper attacked you, and did a number on Darvin. 
You've still got a little bit of a acid burn there on your shoulder. Yeah, a little cool scar. Yeah. And you continue deeper down in. And everybody roll perception again. Darvin. 17. Arnus. 17. 7. Vale, not so much seeing anything. But as you continue down, uh, you can definitely hear the echo of your footsteps as you travel down. Uh, and the floor of the cave begins to even out. It's no longer descending as rapidly. It's getting a little narrower. It's about 10 feet wide, but the ceiling is higher. It's about 30 feet now. And Darvin and Aranus, you can hear an odd clacking sound on the walls. You still have your torch lit? Yeah. In that case, as you look around Darvin and Aranus, you can see on either wall, a little more than 20 feet up, kind of poking halfway out of the walls, there are two... Well, I guess giant for what you would akin them to. Giant white crab-looking creatures. And as they snap their claws, you can hear the little kick, clack, kick, clack. Fun. Do we see anything else in this giant room, or is it just those two things? This is just the corridor as it continues down, and it's just those two that you see. Now the question is, do you think we could get their attention and then outrun them? How large are they? They would be giant for crabs, but compared to you guys... They look about the same size as you guys. They look about five feet. What do you want to do? Get their attention and run on? Run them back out to Viscara. That's a good idea. Mm, The chase scene. That's worth a shot, isn't it? Could try it. I mean, like, the worst that could happen is we have to fight them anyway, right? I mean, and we're already going to have to do that, so... Yeah. The only downside I can think of is if we're running, they might get a bonus attack. They catch up to us before initiative order, but I still think it's worth a shot. Then yeah, let's do that. Let's see if we can get their attention, and then... Okay. How do you want to get their attention? It seems like you're special. I would say just, like, shouting at them is a good idea. All right, I will attempt to viciously mock one of them. You got one on the right, one on the left. With the intention that they both hear it, but I don't know that I can yeah, do it, that. Um, one thought before you do that. If we want to play it safe, different option is that you guys could back up, and I could yell something and then use a key point to double dash. You know what I mean? To get a jump on them. That puts more distance between us and them. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Let me make sure that works the way okay. it does. Uh, yeah, I do believe your step of the wind increases... Wait, is it your speed or is it just your jump distance? Take the disengage or dash action as a bonus action. And your jump distance is double, but I'm yeah. probably not going to jump. Oh, wait, what is the dash action? It just means you can move your speed again. So your speed right now is 40. Then your speed is double. So you'd be able to move all 80 feet of that, but still have your action for, like, an attack or a check of some sort. Oh, so maybe I don't even need to do that, because I don't think I need to, re- to move 120 yeah. feet, do I? You wouldn't be able to move 120. I know. But you are the fastest one. But if I use my speed and a key point, that's the bonus action. Right? Yeah. But I wouldn't be able to use my action to... Run again, no. Okay, got it. You can only take the dash action once on your turn. Okay. But do I even need to use the key point, or should I just double move? You could just double move if just you aren't move. worried about your action. I'm not worried about the action. Okay. Well, question. Recognize. Trying to get their attention, would that count as an action? I mean, I'd just be, like, yelling something If you're not or using a skill, like, artist using vicious mockery, that's an, that's an action. You just want to shout, you're fine. Okay. So, Darvin is going to walk up nearish these creatures. How much distance do you want between you and them? I don't know, like 20 feet to start with. What about Arnis and Vale? How far back are you staying? You guys should be back where I'm going to end up, right? Because if this is a chase, spacing is important. Um, that way you guys will get a head start. You guys can get outside. Yeah, if he's 20 feet, like, 
80 feet? Well, yeah. no, I want to be in range where I can still see them. So, like, 60 feet. That's kind of the max distance right. where I can still see the things. I'm going to be effective. The shadows at about the same spot. Okay, go ahead and make a stealth check. It's an 18. Let's roll initiative now, but basically we're going to have Darvin take his turn first. I want to see who's going to go immediately after Darvin. Well, we'll go into initiative order after Darvin makes his speech. Darvin. 13. Arnis. 15. And Vale. 17. So Darvin, go ahead. I'm not a bard. I'm not practiced at yelling, cutting insults. I'm just going to yell, Hey, stupid crabs, follow me. (laughs) And then? And then I'm going to use my action to move. 40 feet out, and then my bonus action to move 40 more feet out. Your bonus action? Or are you just going to use your move action? Yes, my move action. Sorry, okay. not a bonus action. So Arnis and Vale, you see Darvin go up and shout at these crabs, and then run. And he's like 40 feet behind you guys now. Vale, what would you like to do? They're following? They haven't had a turn yet. Damn. They definitely noticed him. Like, you can tell they, like, turn. Clack, clack, clack. Then I'm going to stay hidden and prep a hand crossbow attack. The trigger is if they actually, like, attack someone in my group. Like, if they melee, chomp something. Okay. If they bite something, you will shoot them. Yep. Got if it. If they bite it, he will shoot. All right, Arnis. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to viciously mock one of them. Which one? Uh, left or right? The left one. Why not? You turn to your left and shout up at the wall. What do you shout? Crabs are stupid. All crabs are stupid. Aww. <laughs> much better than me. Good job. Wow, that's pretty much the same thing you shouted at him. <laughs> oh, no, failed. Yay! I keep forgetting that I rolled 2d4 on this Ooh, now. Because you're level 5 now. Yeah. Yeah, 5 damage instead of 4. Okay. <laughs> Oh, and then I will use my move to just sort of... I'm not going to use my whole move. I'll just move like another ten feet or so. Really to catch up with... Alrighty, Darvin. Oh, these things haven't gone yet, huh? They haven't gone yet. I don't want to move, because I don't want to like leave my friend stuck in the cave with these... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want to... Sh- so I think I'm just going to... And I'm out of range of them. Like, I can't hit them. I think I'm just going to stay where I am and, like... Can I prep a... to call? Yeah, you're ready in action. Yeah, just ready in action in case they get Which closer. Which action are you ready in? Can I ready an arrow? Yeah. Cool. So I'll ready an arrow, and if they get into range, I'll let loose an arrow. Sure. If one of them gets within 80 feet of you, you're going to shoot it with a bow. Yes. Well, shoot it with an arrow. Ah. Shoot it. You're going to shoot an arrow at it. Shoot an arrow with a bow. Yes. Direct okay. and indirect objects are fun. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be their turn. It's these white crabs' turn. Everyone can see both of them scuttle out of their little hidey holes in the walls. You can hear more clickety clacks as they run along the side of the wall, moving about... Well, the one on the left is going to stop after about ten feet. And then this extremely long, white, rope-looking thing shoots out and attaches itself to Aranus. And it is very sticky, and a light tug will not remove it. The other one is going to move its full uh, distance, bringing itself within the range of Darwin's bow. So the one on the right-hand side wall moves past the other one, uh, and you've got a shot at it now. So you can go ahead and shoot. Wait, does that... Oh, I guess he said melee attack, right? He said bite or melee attack. This is 60 feet away. So that's not... Because the plan was to get him to follow us. They are following. No, 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 I can't. It's working. 24. It's going to hit. Five damage. Okay. And it 
cannot see Vale right now, since uh, Vale remains stealthy and hasn't shot anybody. So it's going to stop right there with a bow sticking out of its carapace. An arrow? Sorry. A bow would be really (laughs) impressive, though. Arvin held the arrow and shot the bow (laughs) along it like a slingshot. Sorry. The one on the right-hand wall stops after moving about 20 feet with an arrow sticking out of its carapace. And you can now see they are each about five feet long and have eight spindly white legs in addition to their two claws. And apparently a very long, sticky rope that they can shoot out of their mouth. Kind of spider-like. Crab spider! Ah. Uh, let's see. Which will bring us back to the top. So, Vale. That's me. Uh, you know that arrow that I had ready? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and shoot that. At which one? They've both got my friends, right? Arnus is the only one who's been sticky. The one that's Arnus. And I'm attacking from stealth, so yeah. I get advantage, right? Yeah, it does not know you're there. Its passive perception was not good enough. And it already saw people, so... Alright. It's 21. That's going to hit. 15. You loose your bolt from your hand crossbow, and there's a cracking sound as it hits just on its side and buries itself deep within this creature's body. And I'm going to use my bonus action, cunning action, to attempt to hide in another dark shadow in the cave. Okay. 21. Are I'm you moving backwards? Like, yeah. Okay, you're just going to... So I'm not in the same spot, and I'm hiding. <laughs> you're just going to dive behind the very next rock behind Pretty you much. in a little leapfrog fashion. Okay. Arnis, what would you like to do? It's sticky on you. What? Is it just, like, stuck to me, or am I, like, immobile because of it? You're not immobilized, but you couldn't run farther away from it. With it stuck to you, uh, you could attempt to escape from this grasp. I feel like if I don't try to, then it's just going to keep, like, pulling me in, so... Would you like to use your action to try to escape, or would you like to do something? Okay. Yes. You will be at disadvantage for this escape roll. Let's just just add that to my... Part of the mechanic that it has. To my shitty athletic score. So go ahead. It's strength, right? It's it's athletics if you want to try to... Are you yanking this off, or are you just running away until it snaps? Um, probably try to yank it off. Okay. It's going to matter here. Oh, actually, well, still only a 12. That's not quite good enough. You run, like, a couple of feet... And you feel it grow, like, extra taut behind you, and then just kind of slide back down a couple of feet, unable to free yourself from it. What else would you like to do? I'm going to use my bonus action to give Darvin bardic inspiration. Ooh. Nice. Like, yo, dude, do good. Um, You you have successfully got their attention, and they are chasing you, but now Darvin does have a little bardic inspiration. But I'm going to have to go back to help you. And it is your turn. Far away am I again? You're 80 feet away from the one on the right, and 90 from the one on the left. The one on the left has Arnus in its sticky filament. And which one did I hit before? The one on the right. So I'm going to try to help Arnus. I'm going to move back in the cave 40 feet, so that's my move action. And then I'm not close enough for melee, so I'm just going to try and shoot another arrow at the one that has Arnus. Okay. 17. Yeah. 10 damage. Jeez. So you rush back up just behind Aranus right now, and fire an arrow over his shoulder, and it crunches into the back of this giant white crab. Then it's their turn. So, Darvin, you've moved up. The one on the right that you shot the first time is going to shoot its sticky filament out, and it attaches to you around the waist. Okay. That's an instant hit? It just hits. That's amazing. That's because it can't do anything else with it. It's a whole action just to do it. So they've already got a chance to escape before it can do anything. You thank Volo for this one. Thanks, Volo. Thanks, Volo. So the one that has Aranus, it's going to try to reel you in. 
I need you to make a strength saving throw. This is really happening. Thirteen. You feel it tug, and your heel starts sliding along the ground about five feet before they hit a rock that's kind of sticking up, and you manage to not get pulled in. That, that filament is taut, and you can just feel the constant tug of it pulling you in. Vale, what would you like to do? Vale's going to fire another crossbow bolt from her hiding spot. Okay. So my stealth bonus? Yeah. Cool. At the one that's pulling in harness. Yeah. Oh, that's a pair of 18s. Okay. Well, only one of those is going to hit. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Which one? The 18. 24 damage. Whoa. You hit it right above the mouth where the filament came out from, and it just disappeared inside, and there's just this extra cracked hole on the front of its face. All right, Arnest, what do you want to do? It's still alive up there on the wall. I want to shoot it. My crossbow. All right. So I could try to get away, but I feel like that's going to be unsuccessful. The strength is terrible, so I'll probably have more success just shooting it. Not if I roll a friggin' two! Ooh. So after it, like, yanked you five feet and your feet caught on that rock on the ground, you pulled out your bow to shoot it, but just as you were about to shoot it, tugged a little bit again, and your arrow just tink, 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 down into that cave. Darvin, what would you like to do? Can I just try and hack through the tentacle of my sword? Yes, you can. I'm going to try to do that. Give me an attack roll. Yeah, that hits. Nice. Roll damage. Seven. And you slice right through it, and it just kind of, uh, like a tape measure, just... Nice. Back into this creature's mouth. Nice. Can I go on this and try to use my bonus attack to the same thing? I mean, my extra attack? Yes, you certainly can. Okay. I'm going to do that. Good God, kid. <laughs> Last week's angry baby, this week's happy baby. I like happy we'll take, baby. We'll take happy baby. We'll take happy baby. Yes, we happy will. Happy baby is good. All right, Darvin. Darvin's going to run over and try to Don't save Arnis. Yeah, that's not as good. Twelve? No. Sorry, uh, Arnis, I tried. You see oh. Arnis bobbing back and forth, trying to pull away from this filament, and you have to keep your sword, like, pulled back a little bit for fear of stabbing Arnis in the face. Well, that's a good thing. I didn't stab Arnis in the face. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good thing. thing. Okay. It's these creatures' turn. Uh, they're going to move forward along the sides of the walls before... Well, there's two of you. I mean, there's three of you. Sorry. I, I can count. I swear. So it's at this point that they shoot their filaments out again, no. attaching to Darwin right on the chest, and then Veil right around the leg. Oh, you didn't. Because somebody didn't hide. So Veil, what would you like to do? Veil's going to try and cut herself free. Well, I'm just going to pull a dagger and... Figured as much. Fifteen. Roll damage. Oh, crap. Well, that's a one. One damage? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, well, I get bonus. my bonus, so it's a five. Okay, you managed to cut through the filament. And it detaches from your leg and zoops back into its mouth. And I move up in deeper into the cave and hide. That's a uh, 24. You feel pretty secure here in the shadows. Arnis, what would you like to do? You are now filament free. I want to... Let's see, there's one grabbing Darvin. Oh, yeah. Right? I want to shoot at that one. Fire. Since this has been so successful for me up to now. Just yeah, not the only one. In case you're wondering. No, that's a crit! Nice! Okay. Finally free of the grasp, you decide no more! <laughs> oh, attacking my friends! Roll that damage. 11 damage. 
Kapow. Anything else you'd like to do, Arnis? How close are these things now? About 20 feet away. Up on the walls. I would like to move my full move. Which way? Back out of it. Away. Cave. Away. Okay. Away, not toward. So, 30. You rush 30 feet up the cave. Darvin, it's attached to you again. Um, what would you like to do? First, I guess, try and hack it off again. All right, roll that attack roll. Oh, crit. You cut it right off. Nice. There's like a little spray of sticky ooze as you cut it off and it just kind of like splatters on you. But you're free. Can I move back to where RNS is? Yeah, no problem. Cool. That's all I'm going to do. Okay. They're going to keep chasing the two of you because they don't know where Bale's at. So you're both about 50 feet away from them right now. Uh, they're each going to move 20 feet along the walls and thoop, thoop, snag you both again. Oh, yeah. Maybe we just need to go forward and kill these things. They are chasing you. That part is working. Yeah, but... So, Vale, how far down into the cave did you go? Only another, like, five feet. I'm like, I'm not going Oh, okay, so you didn't move too far. Then they certainly moved past you at this point, and they seem to be ignoring you. That's wicked awesome. I'm going to go ahead and attack them from my hiding space. Which one do you want to shoot? The one I've been shooting, which is the one that uh, has been attacking the harness. Oh, the one that's on the left. We take that 18. I think that 18's going to hit. 22. You take careful aim from your hiding spot and shoot just along the wall. Catch it on its softer underbelly, and it falls down to the ground with a crash, lying on its back. Its legs slowly start to curl in, the filament still attached to Aranus. Anything else you'd like to do? I'm going to use my bonus action hand again. Okay. My bonus is an 11. Okay. Uh, Aranus, it's your turn. The one that attached to you has fallen off the wall dead, but you are still stuck to its filament. Um, I want to use my dagger to try to Cut detach it myself. Go ahead and make that attack roll. 22. Roll the damage. Six. You successfully cut yourself free. And it snaps back, curls into the creature's mouth. Awesome. Um, and I, I move away again with my full move. Okay. Darwin, what would you like to do? How far away is the thing that has me again? About 30 feet. I'm just going to go attack it. I'm tired of this. It's up on the wall. 25 oh. feet up. So I can't I can't actually hit it. You have to shoot it if you want to hit it. Uh, it's been climbing along the side of the wall this whole time. Right. Well, I could stay attached and just shoot it, right? Yeah. I'm going to do that. Go ahead and shoot it. It's a nine. And your arrow goes sailing down the cave. Without even hitting a wall, it just disappears into the darkness. Damn it. <laughs> is that extra attack applied to arrows, or is it all yeah. the sword? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So I'll try one more time. 17. That's going to hit. 10 damage. You hit it in one of its arms in the shoulder, and it just is wedged in there, and you can see the, the feathered end of your arrow sticking out. But you are still attached to it. So make me a strength saving throw. 7. And having successfully shot this thing in the shoulder, feel pretty good about yourself. Moves and sling your bow back around your shoulder, or wherever it is you carry it, and you feel an extremely strong tug as this thing reels you in, just, and you just, your feet come up off the ground, and you find yourself kind of bouncing against the wall as it drags you in, and you are now face to face with this creature, and it's going to try to claw you with its good arm. Oh, oh, darn! You had bardic inspiration. Did you use it already? No, oh, it's too late now. Oh, God. <laughs> But I forgot. Do I still but have it? Yeah, you still yeah, have it. It lasts so, for like 10 so minutes. So I can use it my next turn. Yeah, it lasts mm-hmm. for like 10 minutes. Okay, cool. And uh, the claw swoops towards your face with an 11 versus AC. Yeah. This other claw comes in, try to get you right around the neck. 13. No. Okay, Vale, what would you like to do? 
Oh, am I hidden? I don't know if I'm hidden. I tried to hide. You Should tried to hide. Um, no. Cool. But it knows where you're at. Well, I'm going to run over to it then. It's still 25 feet up on the wall. Oh, that jerk. Right. All right. Um, what I get... He's not incapacitated. He's within five feet. Yeah, you'll get sneak attack because he is not incapacitated. I crit. Nice. How high up is he? 25 feet. Oh, dear. That's fine. Oh, oh, don't worry. You have slow fall. You're okay, fine. Baby. This is actually kind of perfect. This oh. should have been the plan in the first place. For 25 damage. I okay. rolled really low on that sneak attack crit. Still a lot of damage, huh? I mean, the bolt just hits it square in one of the legs, and you see one of its eight legs just fly off <laughs> into the cave. It's like some video game dismemberment level. That's you just awesome. deal 27 damage in one shot. Yeah, I think you severed a limb. It's got 10 of them. Damn. It's cool. But it's now just oozing liquid out of that one leg hole onto the ground. Gross. Mm. And then I'm going to use my bonus yeah. action to hide. <laughs> 23. Bill runs off into the shadows again. People just keep seeing Veil for a moment. Just pop uh, out, do some damage, disappear again. Keep doing your thing. It's working. All right, Arnis, what do you want to do? I want to shoot at this thing. All right, shoot it. Oh, well, that's not even going to hit it. That's a 14. You're right. That doesn't hit it. Yeah, it's not even worth my time. Whatever. Again. Sorry, Darwin. Wary of shooting your friend. It's okay. We'll get it. You shoot a little wide. Hits the wall a little bit higher than them. Clanks down to the ground. All right, Darwin. So I can attack, right? Yes. Despite the fact that I'm... Yeah, you can totally attack it without disadvantage. So that's a 23. That hits. Nine damage. And that's going to be enough to kill it. Nice. Fall. This is the fun part. Uh-oh. Because you're falling. Right. So is this creature. Right. Oh, I see. <laughs> and with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at vanessablockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at dunkdesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello. I'm Tony, the Dungeon Master of D&D Raw, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast where the players look for clues and hunt for a secret foe that makes devious plots within the city of Orenthal. Join the party as they attempt to uncover the machinations of a powerful and sinister organization from accomplishing whatever their goals may be. 
All the while, they must face the ghosts and ghouls of their past. Follow us every other week as we mostly follow the rules as written, and the majority of the party uses the raw elements of Unearthed Arcana material. We have Tor, a dwarven inquisitive rogue, Saria, our Order of the Immortal Mystic, Kalima, the cleric domain of the grave, Sildan, the way of the Kensei monk, and to bring us back into familiar territory, Daryl, the evocation wizard. You can find our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and on our website at dndraw.com. So come and join our detectives as they search the streets, and I hope to see you in Orenthal.